is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Monday, December 28th. Did you win? Did you face Alvin Kamara? <laughs> Did you win and face Alvin Kamara? I think that's a good question right there. Fortunately, I didn't face Alvin Kamara, and I actually had him going in my lone championship game in uh, season-long fantasy football. I got a couple third places. I'll take it. I'll take third. But uh, we got to unpack what we saw here. This will be the final recap show of the 2020 campaign. Because, man, it is on to 2021. I'm already knee-deep in 2021 rankings. Hey, we're only a couple months away, really. I I mean, a month and a half away from best ball season starting up. So it's time, man. And if you haven't done best ball already, I'm telling you this is not an advertisement for best ball. It's a way to practice. I see so many people make the same darn mistakes year in and year out in their fantasy football drafts, and I get it. Like, I play golf once a year, right? And and I'm okay, but I'm kind of a hacker because I play golf once a year. Like, I'm going to go out and shoot like 105, you know? I know how to play, but I'm going to shoot 105 because I make the same darn mistakes because I play once a year. Well, if you're drafting in two or three leagues... You're drafting two or three times a year. You're not going to get any better. And you're going to make the same darn mistakes year in and year out in your drafts as opposed to if you're doing best balls, you're practicing. You're drafting. You could draft 25 times between now and, or well, February and your August or September draft. You're going to be that much better, man. If I played all the time, I'd be shooting in hopefully in the 90s, maybe 80s. I don't know. Anything's possible. Maybe shooting in the 80s in your fantasy football draft. So, highly recommend that. But uh, also, of course, I recommend our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, There are no salary caps, and you don't have to play against the Sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA esports, and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has. A free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. All right, so here's the deal on the recap today. I'm not going to dive deep as I normally do, try and get a set up for you know, next week, all of that, because in like 99% of leagues, there is no next week, right? We're, we're basically done with the exception of Monday Night Football, maybe have like Josh Allen still going, but there's not a lot of fantasy-relevant players in that game, fortunately, so most leagues are already wrapped up. I know you might play in Week 17. We'll have a little bit of content for you at FTNFantasy.com. I'll do a little bit on this podcast, but I'm only doing three this week, and we're, we're sort of shifting over. Now, I've had a lot of people asking me if I do stuff for postseason fantasy football, maybe people who have just jumped aboard this whole crazy rat pack ride this season yes yeah we will get you set up talk about different formats we'll talk about strategy we'll do drafts I got my own draft uh there on Friday night 
of the wild card round. So it's going to be a fun year. I'll basically tell you everything I'm going to do in my draft and, you know, pick and choose just like I did for uh, back in August. Pick and choose what you want there. But the important thing is the podcast is not going anywhere in the offseason and I'm just going to keep rolling and I will. People have been asking about NBA. We'll do a little bit of NBA here and there, but we're still going to be predominantly a football podcast. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, dynasty stuff, rookie stuff. There's there's so much to do in the offseason that, uh, yeah, we'll always have something to talk about here. So let's dive into these games. Like I said, really more or less looking forward with these games. But looking back at the historic day for Alvin Kamara and the Vikings Saints game, it was incredible, right? It was absolutely incredible. I, I almost wish he had scored the seven touchdown because, you know, that record would never be touched. I mean, it took almost 100 years for, you know, somebody to score six rushing touchdowns in a game. But I think the question with Kamara is whether or not he's the number one pick. I actually had somebody ask me that. Is he the number one pick in 2021? And my answer is no. Like, flat out, no. And it's not Dalvin Cook on the other side, although Dalvin Cook is going to be locked in that elite tier. It's Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey, other than the injuries, didn't do anything when he was on the field this year to make me think otherwise. Now, of course, we will have to reevaluate what we think about Michael Thomas, who didn't play in this game. I I think we're obviously going to still be just fine with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who continued to be really good. I mean, Irv Smith scores the two touchdowns. His arrow is pointing up for next year, but six for 85 for Jefferson, solid on 10 targets, eight for 97 and a touchdown for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had a career year this year. You know, obviously we still have the one game left, but he has 14 receiving scores on the season. I mean, that's pretty darn impressive. And when we look over the course of his entire career, this is obviously, this guy's been a really good receiver in the NFL and the longevity as well, but he's never topped double digit touchdowns before. That's the crazy thing. And and he's not going to set a personal best for catches or yards. And let, well, I mean, he'd have to have like a, a, an Alvin Kamara-like game to do so. But I think there's still enough meat on the bone with Thielen that he's going to be appealing next year. But I would say in Dynasty Leagues, I'm moving off this dude. Uh, I, by the way, I'm going to do a breakdown of my expectations for every team on this podcast as well heading into 2021. Now, I'm not going to look at offensive lines. I'm not going to look at defenses. I know what you care about. I'm going to look straight up at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, biggest questions, biggest needs, and what I think the depth chart's going to look like, including all the free agents, too. Uh, Bucks, Lions, Tom Brady never lost his deep ball. He never did. He just wasn't on the same page with Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, and he showed it. This was the best half of football in his career from a statistical standpoint. Brady's absolutely rolling, and and what's crazy here, so he sets the Bucks team record for passing scores, which was previously held by Jameis. Brady is on his way to one of his better statistical seasons of his career at 43 years old. <laughs> so there's that. Of course, Leonard Fournette getting out carried by Keyshawn Vaughn in this one, but Mike Evans, a th- another 1,000-yard season. He's 40 yards away. He's going to do it, and... So underappreciated. That will be seven straight in his career, and yet there are still Mike Evans haters out there. Uh, Chris Godwin, a solid game. Gronk, two touchdowns on two catches. Will he even be back next year? You know, Obviously, if they make a Super Bowl run, uh, well, th- th- this game just typified it. Their key pieces scored basically most of the touchdowns. They had Evans, they had Godwin, they had Gronk, and they had Antonio Brown, accounting for six touchdowns in this game. That's pretty crazy. On the other side, 
Matty Stafford, what is his history or his future with this team? Uh, he's been banged up all season, and it certainly took the wind out of their sails. I mean, this is kind of crazy. Could they move on from him? The all three of their receivers are free agents. They're they're three starters. You know, granted, Galladay we haven't seen all season basically, and Marvin Jones is getting up there in age. But this team could look very different next year, though I do think DeAndre Swift is basically locked in as that lead guy. He's going to be interesting heading into next season. 49ers, Cardinals. Man, Jeff Wilson's a stud. This 49ers team, it's a shame that all the injuries hit them because this was a this was another Super Bowl potential team. When it comes down to the way they play football, I mean, they they really didn't have any reason to go out and beat the Cardinals other than, you know, it's a rival. But they played a great game. Even with C.J. Beathard under center, great game. Good to see George Kittle back on the field, and he looked like he really didn't skip a beat. So that was super encouraging there. On the other side, I mean, Hopkins did have 12 targets in this one, but it was really dink and dunk targets. They, they have to figure that out for next year. Uh, he's still obviously going to be a big part of what they do. I don't think Larry Fitzgerald will be back next year, so that will finally open things up for Andy Isabella. And Christian Kirk, obviously, will be on the field too. Another thing for them, you know, is Kenyon Drake. He scored the touchdown. He had 18 carries. He's a free agent, though, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Miami and the Raiders, the crazy ending, the relief pitcher, essentially, of Ryan Fitzpatrick. My big takeaway is that Miles Gaskin is a second-round fantasy pick in 2021. He is locked in as their guy. And it is funny because going all the way back to the NFL draft, you know, I thought, okay, if they can get a quarterback, you know, ideally Tua, they're going to draft a running back as well. That's what I had said. And my thought was essentially that they were going to draft DeAndre Swift. I thought that would have like been like the perfect route for them. They go Tua, they go DeAndre Swift, and call it a day. Well, no, they went Tua, and then they brought in freaking Jordan Howard, who's not even on the team anymore, and Matt Breda. And meanwhile, all along, Miles Gaskin was on the roster like, hey, uh, I'm not that bad. (laughs) And he showed it, man. Breakout year for Gaskin. He is now essentially locked in, I think, as their guy going forward. It's going to be, obviously, a really appealing team now. They're 10-5 and this season and making that playoff push. They, I think they get in. I think they really raise eyebrows here. Uh, Fitzpatrick, they probably move on from next year. And Tua will be the starter in Week 17, but he is a nice little uh, relief pitcher. On the other side, I mean, it's tough to... To really get a full sense of this Raiders team, they don't look like the same team they did earlier in the year, but they do have some good component parts. Darren Waller is awesome. Josh Jacobs is good enough. He didn't do he didn't do what we wanted for fantasy purposes, but the future's still bright for him. The receiver group is going to be interesting. You know, still you have to think that they're looking at like Justin Jefferson and what he's doing, and even Ceedee Lamb and and to a lesser extent Jerry Judy and kicking themselves for taking rugs. But I don't know. You know, it's the old speed thing. But um, anyway, moving on. Eagles, Cowboys, speaking of CeeDee Lamb. Well, I wrote down that uh, Jalen Hurts faltered, but he is still the future for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm thinking about doing like a little, you know, Hurts is the starter, Carson Wentz goes here, you know, sort of like where the quarterback movement chart. Thinking about doing something like that too for one of the podcasts. More or less like my view of how it all unfolds. 
And I know a lot of people are pointing to Carson Wentz going to Indy. I, I still wouldn't rule out New England. I know a lot of people pointing to Jimmy G going there. That certainly could happen. Uh, we'll see. But in this game, Hertz looked really good early. He lost Dallas Goddard in this game. He also was banged up a little bit himself, and his defense did him absolutely no favors. But he threw for 342, wasn't a perfect day by any means. Two interceptions, costly interceptions, and a fumble that really wasn't a fumble that was ruled a fumble, at least as I saw it. But he still runs for 69 yards, really confident there on the ground. Just they didn't seem to quite get it all together. But I think they will be able to get it all together with him under center, and he's going to do some special things next year. The Cowboys are doing special things right now. They picked on a matchup, which was very smart, and went after it. I mean, they beat up on anybody who wasn't Darius Slay, but especially Jaquette. Mari Cooper goes for over 100. Michael Gallup goes for over 100. CeeDee Lamb goes 3 for 65 in a score and adds a touchdown as a, as a runner. I mean, this is an interesting team next year, especially with Dak. Uh, very likely back. KC Atlanta. How about the Chiefs? They haven't covered the spread since week eight, but they're 14 and one. So who cares? I mean, heading into the playoffs, this is obviously, it's not the best quality. You don't want to have to keep doing the old rope a dope technique to win football games. And I think this Atlanta team is a lot better than, uh, you know, obviously their record shows. They started really playing after Dan Quinn was fired. That team has some big questions heading into next year, though. You know, running back is a big question. Uh, you know, how much does Julio have left in the tank? How much does Matt Ryan have left in the tank? It's, it's an interesting team. Cleveland and the Jets, the the surging New York Jets, just just flying out of that number one pick, man. Hey, I I, I think Wilson is a nice consolation if you end up as the number two. I don't think that's a bad pick there. And, yes, Wilson ahead of Fields. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, Cleveland, you know, really, it was COVID strikes again for Cleveland. It was unfortunate. But you could tell Baker Mayfield had absolutely no confidence in in those receivers, the three receivers who were, uh, you know, left standing, the two that were called up from the practice squad. So it was all Austin Hooper. It was all Kareem Hunt. It was Nick Chubb running a lot of pass routes, which – not something they typically like to do. So it was a weird game just in general. Colts and Steelers. Um, I wrote down that Ben Roethlisberger is one TD away from tying a career high. Who would have thought that? Like only 34. You would have thought that he'd have a season with more than 34. But that was back in 2018, that magical year. He's got 33 now. He's actually just 24 passing scores away from Dan Marino. And why I bring him up is because Philip Rivers tied Marino in this contest. When Marino retired, he had 78 more touchdowns than second place, Fran Tarkington, and 120 more than third place, John Elway. They retired, you know, basically almost at the same time. Dan Marino is now 157 behind Tom Brady <laughs> and, and almost that much behind Drew Brees. He's, he's over 100 behind, he's almost like 120 behind Peyton Manning. I mean, Rivers is going to pass him here. He'll have Ben pass him and Aaron Rodgers pass him shortly. Crazy, man. Crazy. That that record was – he was all 78 more than second place. And now he's just blown away. It's so amazing how different the league is. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, Bears, Jaguars. Uh, how about this? David Montgomery, Mitchell Trubisky are unlikely fantasy heroes. Trubisky is seventh in fantasy scoring since taking the job back over five weeks ago. And over that span of time, David Montgomery has been essentially the number one fantasy running back. And it continued here, 23 for 95 and a score. He chips in two for 26 as a receiver. I'll take the PPR points any way I can get them. It was it was a really it's been an impressive showing, but it's also been a really good schedule. You know, facing the Jaguars in this one, easy. I was really surprised Daria Gumbawale got 14 carries. By the way, that was uncharacteristic. It's not like he was a really like a big fantasy factor here. He did barely crack 10 fantasy points, but still surprised. That team is going to be interesting. Does Doug Marone, you know, does he save his job here? You know, Trevor Lawrence is obviously going to be interesting under center, but not much else to say there. Giants and Ravens 2019 Lamar is back. At least, you know, for the beginning of this game, the team looked very sharp. They did let the Giants sort of back into it a little bit. But generally speaking, Lamar looks like Lamar, and that's going to make things very interesting for next year. I think there's going to be no debate as to who is the number one fantasy quarterback, Mahomes. But I do think there's going to be some legit debates at number two. Because you could go in a lot of directions. Like, you could go in the Kyler direction. But maybe the end of the season, you don't have as much confidence. You could go in the Russ direction. But again, end of season, you could go in Lamar. But I know Lamar is going to slide after a lot of people were burnt by him this year. So that's going to be fascinating to see how that unfolds. Bengals-Texans. Hey, even the Bengals can run all over the Texans. Samaj P. Ryan, where you been all our lives? He goes off in this one. Uh, yeah, these two teams, it's been a lost season for different reasons. But there's pieces that are that are still obviously really appealing. And the Bengals, obviously, the key piece is, is Joe Burrow. Successful surgery, he's walking, he's in the midst of his recovery, so that's good. On the Texan side, Deshaun Watson had his fingers caught in a face mask when he was throwing the ball, and it looked like a it, it looked a lot worse than I guess it ultimately ended up being. But man, this dude he's got he's got over forty four hundred passing yards this year. Watson, I mean, this the top ten fantasy quarterbacks are loaded for next year, loaded. Broncos and Chargers. It is very clear that Justin Herbert needs Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry to produce. He's going to be an interesting one heading into next year as well because he's a guy who people love to love, but he needs those guys on the field. On the other side, Jerry Judy, man, five drops in this one. I mean, he's still promising, and I guess the question is whether or not Drew Locke is the future for this team, but those weren't on Drew Locke. We had 15 targets here. Could have been a huge day for, for Jerry Judy. Uh, the Panthers and the Washington football team. I originally wrote, was this Dwayne, Wa- Dwayne Haskins' last game as a pro? Well, since I wrote that this morning, he has been released by Washington. So he gone. Talk about a bad week. Bad week for Dwayne Haskins. And, and really, there must have been something there behind the scenes because Ron Rivera obviously did not like him. Uh, quarterback flow chart or whatever, you know, quarterback movement chart, Cam Newton to Washington. I think that's almost a given at this point. He's not going to be in New England. It was a one-year one thing. He'll probably get another one-year prove-it deal, but I could completely see him going to Washington and reuniting uh, with Ron Rivera. I could also see them going with Alex Smith. We'll see. On the Panther side, lost season, 
but an improved season for the team, but a lost season because of Christian McCaffrey. Rams, Seahawks, the ugly Rams strike again. Man, oh man, it's like they're either the best offense in the league or one of the worst. They were one of the worst in this one. Jared Goff did suffer a broken thumb, but he was playing bad before then, so I'm not going to just pin it on the thumb. It's pretty clear he is the problem, unfortunately. And I don't know if this is just you know, bad end of the season, or if this is a sign of things to come. Uh, Also, Daryl Henderson sprained ankle, high ankle sprain, so he'll be out for week 17. So it'll be Malcolm Brown season there for the Rams in week 17. The Seahawks, you know, they kind of, they did what it it took to win. And this is the type of team that, that could be dangerous in the playoffs. Like, they're not winning by, you know, just going out and putting up explosive numbers in the passing game, though they have the capability of doing so. This was a knockdown drag out game and they won, you know, and they, and they put them away at the end. It's a dangerous team for the playoffs. Uh, all right. Final game, Titans Packers. Snow doesn't matter for the pack. Snow doesn't matter for Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully it didn't fade him as a result. I saw some people on Twitter hit me up saying, asking if I would start Rodgers still. And I kept saying, yes, so hopefully it didn't fade him. But uh, yeah, Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, this is something that's going to be very clear. He is clearly, absolutely the number one fantasy wide receiver. You know that, for, but I'm talking for 2021. The question is how high do we draft him overall? Because I can't see drafting him ahead of some of the running backs, but how high do we go? going to be interesting. On the other side, tough one. For the Titans, I mean, Ryan Tannehill did enough. I had him in a um, in in one of those third place games that I mentioned at the beginning of the pod. He did enough. He didn't lose it for me. He didn't win it for me. I had I had a couple other players who won it for me, really. But he did, he kept pace, and that's all you can ask for in the snow. He threw for a score, but he had the forty five yard rushing touchdown. So that was you know he put up ten and a half uh, fantasy points in that play alone. So you know good enough. But A.J. Brown, not good enough. Uh, certainly Corey Davis, not good enough. Only two targets, no catches. Fantasy goose egg for him. They clearly were not able to play in the snow, whereas the Packers had no issue whatsoever. And Derrick Henry, this is the Derrick Henry dilemma. 23 for 98. Okay, not a great game from him, but 98 rushing yards. Uh, no touchdowns, no receptions, which means he had 9.8 PPR points. That's the Derrick Henry dilemma. And there are other, other guys out there who have this dilemma, but Derrick Henry, big time. Oh, by the way, A.J. Dillon. <laughs> That's a thing now. Aaron Jones was dinged up in this one. Aaron Jones was having a big day, too. He had 10 for 94. But uh, A.J. Dillon was running all over the, the Titans here. So we'll see if that's something next year. Remember, Aaron Jones is heading into free agency, as is Jamal Williams. So anyway, we'll talk more about that later, but that's a little unpacking for you there of Week 16. Hopefully you took down those fantasy championships, and hopefully I was able to help you along the way. Uh, Please do me a favor and head on over to ftnfantasy.com and go check out what we have to offer there. And... I appreciate everybody reviewing the podcast on Apple. Uh, If you haven't reviewed it already, it's really easy if you have an iPhone. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. Scroll down, click the stars, and you're done. It's rated, and that's all I need, man. The ratings, the reviews, they really help the show out more than you know. Uh, And, of course, you can do so on the web as well. Hey, keep following along on social media. I see you, Rat Pack. 
at Jeff Rackoff on Twitter, at Jeff Rackoff on Instagram. And that's it for today. I will be back with talking 2021 fantasy football the next time you hear from me. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.